Hi. Uh, as of today, I have serious health issues going on. I am operating at 45%. I was fired from my job December 10th because of it. The repairs needed on my rental home amounts to someone's annual salary. My rep won't respond. The company won't pay what's due. And my mom couldn't come here for the holidays. It has been a rough season, six months and counting, and I did not eat over it. Thanks, OA. Hi, my name is Elle, and I am a compulsive eater. I am 38 years old, and I've been abstinent since February 19, 2018. I went from a size 24-26 to a size 12 for the second time. I will share what, it, what my life was like before program, what happened, and what it's like now. Before program, I reacted based on my character defects. I wanted people to act differently. As a child, I grew in size, uh, size and height weight very quickly. The earliest memory of shame was being stuck in the kiddie swing, and I saw the stairs. I needed to wear a bra in the third grade. I was 5'9 by the fifth grade and well over 200 pounds. People, both kids and adults, teased me often. I wanted to be invisible. My back went out when I was 12 while riding my bike. I was hunched over for a week. I couldn't apply any pressure or lie on my stomach because my bones were hurt. I had knee issues since I can't remember. My disease has aged me far beyond my years. Both sides of my family have a history of high blood pressure and high cholesterol. My aunt had part of her leg amputated due to diabetes. Two cousins had gastric bypass surgeries, but they were still big. Those were warnings I did not pay attention to. <laughs> big Mama showed love through food. Despite having big people in my family, we did not talk about the struggle. I felt my mom didn't understand because she was never big, so I discounted her wise advice. The experience I had with romantic partners was terrible. I had body image issues and low self-esteem. I needed them to validate that they liked me regularly. I wondered, does he like me or does he just like big girls? I wanted to lose weight, so would he like me then? Is this a prank? I did not communicate well, so I expected them to read my mind. I was too ashamed of my body to enjoy intimacy. I covered parts of my body during the act. My first partner pointed to my pouch and said, what is that? Another partner said, all you do is lie there. You have marks all over your body. That confirmed my lifelong notion that even amongst big girls, my body was uniquely worse. My fear had prevented me from living my life. I had a fear of being teased. I wore sweaters in the summertime. No legs or arms were exposed. I wore baggy men's clothes until the jeans I needed to buy were size 50. I was 15 or 16 then. The one time my mom made me wear a short top, I was sweating in a place you don't want to be seen sweating. Two people noticed it and were hysterically laughing. I worn very long tops since then. <laughs> I isolated because places weren't big people friendly. My fears caused much anxiety resulting in panic attacks. One time I feared a job interview so much that I had to use the restroom six times within 30 minutes. Any form of public speaking had my stomach in knots. It used to take me two hours to go to sleep. One hour was spent reliving the past and beating myself up about it. Then one hour worrying about how I will react differently when the situation happens again. The disease of compulsive eating made my medical issues much worse. I had severe constipation or IBSC. I had to take enemas for stomach pain. My poor diet and reluctance to take medicine made it worse. Also, I'm lactose intolerant, but still ate bench food containing milk, making me need to use the bathroom. Sometimes I didn't make it in time. My first attempt at losing weight was around 16. 
I was sick of my doctors hyper-focused on my weight, so I exercised more and drastically cut my portions. I lost over 100 pounds to be a size 5 or 145. However, I still had the same stinking thinking and views. I still saw a 250-pound-plus person in the mirror. Then people started to say I was too skinny. I knew then that smaller didn't equate to happiness or perfection. That, along with the stress of my future and going to college, resulted in being in a binge during Thanksgiving. That started my daily binges. The ways I tried to lose weight were counting calories, don't take money outside the house because I won't ever borrow money. I did bring portion snacks and baggies. But I would go to the vending machines. I can't have it in the house. I went to the store and bought it. I switched binge items. That was so silly. I went to the gym twice a day. I saw a nutritionist who told me to cut sugar for two weeks. I thought that was crazy. Another one said she was concerned about me and wrote something on a piece of paper for help. I think it was to OA, but I didn't go due to being in a search in the area. I never saw her again because how dare she correctly label me as having a problem. I would use my phobic issues to talk myself out of buying something, but that rarely worked. I recorded videos shaming myself and of how bad I felt after a binge to stop me in the future. The most drastic attempt to lose weight was surgery. I gave myself an ultimatum, keep this last weight loss of 75 pounds off or do the surgery. I, do, I knew it wouldn't work because my binge food slid through the device. My top weight was 353. I had the weight loss the device taken out two years later. It helped me weigh less than 300 pounds, so I appreciated that. Due to my willpower of proving the doctor wrong, when he said he thought I needed another surgery, I dropped down to 236 or 514. I saw my body and hated what I saw in the mirror. I thought the only thing worse than an overweight body was a small, flabby body, so I gave up and gained the weight back and then some. I said I wouldn't have these same problems in my 30s, lose it, or accept being overweight. I was just existing. I improved other aspects of my life, but since I couldn't fix my weight issue, I was a failure. I knew what I needed to do, but couldn't do it. Somehow, I found a way again after I moved to Texas. I started going to meetings in 2015. Initially, I thought it was a cult since I stood out from the rest. However, I felt the love, felt welcomed, and I did not feel alone. After realizing this was where I needed to be, I worked the program or so I thought. My sponsors sent me some questions and I answered them. I had a false pink cloud because I lost weight. I reached step three and wasn't willing to do the work after that. I treated all weight like a diet. People were so supportive, especially during my relapses. I felt less of a failure. However, the disease is progressive. I quit the intergroup service position because I practiced personalities of the four principles. I had some of the worst binges while being in OA, not working a step. I couldn't go to any, I couldn't go to my house without buying food from this fast food place. One food service said, you are here again in front of others. I felt so low. When I picked up food out of the trash can, again, that throughout, I thought I understood why people committed suicide. From then on, I knew I never threw any binge item um, in the trash. Despite it all, I had so much hope when I was in the room. In 2016, I had the worst year of my life medically. I had a near-fatal illness. People called me, and that kept me in OA. After another surgery, thanks to surrendering, my quality of life was greatly improved. I was going back to meetings regularly and found a little partner. <laughs> I was in a different state, which was more conducive to my personality. 
working and making connections. I was seemingly doing well, but still wasn't happy. Why? I was selfish and wanted my partner to change to suit me. I thought I was being fired every day at work because I wasn't productive and didn't receive criticism well. Mind you, I was promoted, but I still felt that way. I gained the weight that I lost no way in this zone. This is what happened. I reached bottom late 2017. As long as I didn't weigh 300 pounds again, I thought I was okay. I got up to 297. It was at this point that I was willing to work the program with my sponsor's guidance because I realized that my life is unmanageable and I'm powerless over food. How many times do I need, to, need this to be revealed to me? I didn't want to be insane anymore as in doing the same things yet expecting a different outcome. The people in the room said work to step and only went to step three. In February for the second time, the sponsor found me. My food plan was three meals and two snacks. I stayed for recreational sugar. I had groceries delivered because I could not avoid that Allen store. I listened to podcasts as I drove past that bench fast food spot on the way home. Drastically cut my portions when I felt I wasn't working towards a healthy body weight. I was starving. <laughs> then I reminded myself, program is not about struggling. This is dieting. I increased my portions, but it was still much less than what I used to eat. I gradually re reduced my portions from then on. I told my sponsor, my red, green, and yellow white foods, since it was my program, I told her I didn't want to focus on the food because that didn't work well with my prior sponsor. The solution is in the steps. My sponsor and I read the big book page by page and, and discussed what we each identified with up to the end of step three. The so step three, she asked me to get on my knees and we said a third step prayer together. I defined my higher power, my own understanding. I had an unhealthy relationship with God. Step four has allowed me to see the number of resentments I have been holding on to. I had 22 double-sided pages of people, places, and things. In April of 2018, I had the pleasure of attending my second OA convention in Dallas. It was amazing. It gave my program a turbo boost. I cried when I, saw, when I heard two 100-pounders at a healthy body weight share their story. For the first time, I didn't care who saw me crying. I was reminded of the phone meetings. I couldn't attend a face-to-face -face every day but needed to hear the message. I was told the special focus means like 100-pounder means. I listened to many phone meetings daily. After a while, I started gradually doing service. I picked up that 300-pound phone and started making outreach calls daily. It was so helpful, even if they didn't answer. I prayed for people. I resented every day to have what I want. I started clearing my side of the street with my behavior. Shout out to the way of measuring people who annoyed me so much. They said it was freeing. Since my eyes lied to me, I tried it for two items, and I got their view. I started trying what worked for others instead of being dismissive. For step five, my sponsor told me some of her resentments before our meeting to make me feel comfortable. I told my sponsor my experiences in 30 years of secrets that I had not told anyone. Thanks to her, I wanted to share those again to dig deeper. The shame and fear of those secrets were removed. He didn't freak out or judge after that six-hour marathon of talking. It took a few times of her saying my main defect to realize the pattern of selfishness. However, I still held on to resentment. It was not until I heard it in a different way, such as people-pleasing, lack of self-care, no boundaries, that I realized I was not a victim. I am sick, and so are other people. Then I was able to let them go. I felt my spiritual foundation was lacking. After 20 years of wanting to, it took away for me to surround myself with spiritual people who walk the walk and talk the talk outside the rooms as well. This is one of my takeaways from 
that see where others are right in the On Awakening section of the big book. Step six or seven were quick. I said them as prayers. I was overzealous for step eight. I had to revise it. For step nine, two amends come to mind. My mom was my hardest and first amends. She made an offensive comment about my body, saying that I should get skin removal surgery or something like that. I was mad, and that was the time because I had said a lot of mean things to her. It was the first time we ever said sorry to each other. Ever since then, I stopped trying to change her. As for my father, I hated him and did not claim him. Despite my sponsor telling me to wait, my higher, spot, my higher power spoke to me through a meeting. I heard you make amends to people you don't talk to anymore. On Christmas 2018, I called him and apologized. The program helped me realize, in addition to being a terrible father, he is a good son and friend. I could focus on that. That conversation was the only time I recall him saying he loved me, and it definitely was the first time I said it to him. Clearing my side of the street resulted in people apologizing to me. My manager, who I hated gossip about and was part of the reason I left the job the first time, apologized to me. <laughs> An ex popped up and apologized to me as well. For the body image issues, I did what worked for others. I have affirmations, do mirror work, take pictures and videos because I see that more clearly than looking in the mirror. I'm working on my style as well. No more clothes, three or four sizes too big. But I'm not a fan of mean to wear shape, wear the rock outfit either. I love the body, relationship, sexuality book. It is needed. Practice much more self-care, such as grooming, hair, and skin care. I cannot live in fear of what people may say. Other people's opinions for me are none of my business. The last shame-related issue was getting into the pool that I was holding on to. The last time I was in the pool, I was seven. <laughs> I power helped me get back in the pool earlier this year, and that was a four-year process. Um, after the first minutes, I started to live in 10, 11, and 12. Um, then I started reading on awakening, meditated, and sent the morning email to my sponsor, which was the outline of the next 24 hours. I said what I was grateful for, that the first three steps, serenity and third step prayers, I loosely planned activities for the day and asked God to remove my defects. My defects are still there. I can act as if I don't have them or behave in a healthier way. I shared with people on the voices of recovery and for today through, through text daily, make outreach calls, pray for people and read the literature. I do 10 steps throughout the day if needed. Initially, I wasn't doing them right. My sponsor said, people don't usually send 17 10 steps in a day. I had to be reminded of step three often. In the evenings, I do a nightly inventory. Sometimes I fall asleep before doing it, but I still do it when I can. In 2022, I sought outside help with food to alleviate the trial and error process. I was told I wasn't eating enough. I made the recommended adjustments and gained some weight. I shared it with a sponsor. My abstinence was questioned. I felt like crap. I realized, wow, how much weight keeps getting tied to my abstinence. I wasn't doing any unhealthy behaviors that bore me in the rooms. The mistake I made was following my high, was not following my higher power intuition. Took my first sponsor, my first sponsor to remind me that I was working towards a healthy body weight, so I didn't start over. I said, if I went in denial, it would be clear. I'm glad it happened because it showed me that I was still willing to go to any length. I got a food scale, a regular scale, and unlearned some things. Some things. This experience helped me work on forming a healthier relationship with the scale. Still don't rock the food scales, but I tried it. Then I said, who will be grateful at this weight? Me at 353, me at 352, and so on until I got a clue. 
Currently, I'm at the smallest weight I've ever been in OA, down 90 pounds. And that is not due to my health issues, okay? <laughs> this is another reason that waking, this is another reminder that waking does not mean the loss of abstinence necessarily. It means an adjustment is needed. Gain weight being abstinent in the program, so what? So what? Weight nor my program is linear. Back to what I mentioned in my intro, thanks to program, I know that I do not know what's best for me. This may be another perceivably awful situation initially, but a setup for amazing experiences to come, like compulsive overeating was for OA or spiritual program for living. I still feel the feelings because it has been painful, but I keep in a tally of lessons learned. Here are some. Program work on modified duty. Before I was reluctant to reduce my program meeting attendance, and I am in multiple programs. <laughs> The health, issue, the health issues helped me drastically, drastically reduce gossiping, bring time and multitasking. Also to have time to clean house from an organizational standpoint. Another set of to-dos has been around for ages. That has been around for ages. Program is the best and only discipline I've been able to maintain thanks to higher power. Um, higher power led me to work the OA stuff again using the, work, the, the workshop and step guide, so when I offered a sponsor, I could say both methods. I didn't want to do that for years. The fear of financial insecurity is reduced because God is my employer. Just under two weeks of being unemployed, I got a job offer, and that is the best, um, that's a better job than the one I was fired from. I have been praying for the next move career wise, and would not have found this opportunity if, it, if I weren't in this situation. Despite being low functioning, <laughs> thanks to programs, I'm on the speech fighting anyone or anything. And getting this job, the process of getting this job has been easy peasy. I think it's the next right action versus continuing advocating or fighting to get assistance with medical and all else while not working. I have the theme of it's going to hurt anyway, so make it count to an extent. This is why I'm here sharing, despite how painful it is to do so. I power knows what I'm going through and still said to share my story. Service hits differently when it's higher power-led and not out of people-pleasing or caretaking. Other shares sure have helped me, especially on this meeting. Oh, and let me not forget, forget to mention, as soon as I thought, let me get off these day and apps. I'm too sick. Higher power gave me that intuitive thought through a fellow to leave it, that boundaries and be honest. Higher power sent a nice partner my way who's willing to work around my health issues. Uh, so the lesson learned was, my shoot my shot model, mode up model <laughs> working the steps in OA doesn't stop with uh, health issues. It's simply modified. So more will be revealed, and I'm glad that I'm not into the food so I can experience it and act on it imperfectly one day at a time. Thanks. I pass. My name is Elle. I'm a compulsive overeater. Would you like to leave a number? Sure, after recording, stop.